just want me to be wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. I didn't take you very seriously. I don't even feel that's possible. Okay, so let's talk about your marriage. I think love and delusion kind of go hand in hand. I'm not jealous. You think you have control over that? I don't want to be with someone who has slutted around and had a bunch of one night stands. You're very passionate about this topic. I don't want to get too woo-woo. I don't even know what that means. Hello, and welcome to the Live Work Love podcast. This is Jeff and Coral. We are a creative couple living on the central coast of California, exploring life, work, and love. Because it's October, this episode is about being haunted by your past. We discuss our opinions on staying friends with exes, how many partners are too many, and the Saturn return. This week, we are going to talk about being friends with exes. <gasps> no! I know, just from knowing you as a person, that you're extremely jealous. I'm not jealous. Oh, really? You got that wrong, actually. Okay, explain then. Possessive? Oh, pos- <laughs> <laughs> Well, you refuse to say the name of any exes that I have in any event that they would come up. You just I don't say, remember their names. You do. And you just say something like that girl or that person you used they to know. They don't even come up. They don't? No. Ever? No. Did they? No. They did. They never come up. <laughs> <laughs> What's your opinion on people staying friends with their exes? Not just us, just people in general. What's your opinion on it? It's unnecessary. Why? Because why? I think it depends on the ex. I mean... You... No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess answer why is if you're friends with that person before the next person you're dating Mm -hmm. or if you end amicably or you end with wow I can't believe we dated that was stupid because we're way better we work way better as friends than we do as a couple okay I'm in an unfair situation because I've never ever (laughs) had a relationship with anyone and had to deal with them having any relationship with exes ever you're the first person in my life (laughs) (laughs) Ever, ever, ever. I've never met other people's exes. I've never encountered other people's exes or had a discussion where they came up or anything. I don't even see how that's possible. I'm starting to not see how that's possible. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, never happened with anyone but you. But you grew up on this tiny little island where how could you not date somebody that dated somebody close by or whatever. I have no idea. I don't think that it had anything to do with being on an island. I'm just like an anomaly. (laughs) (laughs) That seems mathematically impossible. Maybe I subconsciously... You blocked them out somehow. No, maybe I subconsciously only got involved in relationships with people who had no relationship with exes. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe they were smart enough to never bring them up. That could have been it. And you're just... Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just confident in that you're with me and whoever you're with before doesn't have a chance to get back with you. There's no, I don't know, it seems unavoidable. Somehow I avoided it for most of my life. I don't see how it's possible. You ruined it. Awesome. This is a very touchy subject for Coral. No, it's not. No? No. I don't know. Your cheeks are looking pretty red. It's hard to talk about. No, it's not. I don't even care. Right. What are your thoughts? Because this was your idea. So I'd like to know why you decided to talk about this, except just to instigate me. I'm not trying to instigate you. Well, what are your thoughts? I feel like I've cut ties with any exes because of you. (gasps) Because of me? (laughs) I would hope that you would cut ties 
on your own initiative just because of Okay, I can't I can't say it's because of you then. Yeah, that's I ridiculous. think I think I have a when it's over it's over kind of thing. Really? I think so. That's but funny. but amicably, I mean if they called or something I'm not going to purposely be a jerk. I'm not particularly amicable. No, kind of a grudge holder and <laughs> I'm very grudgy. Yeah, you're very grudgy. What's the problem with being friends with exes? You just keep saying it's not necessary. It's and... not because what good comes of that? Well, let's say I don't know, I'm trying to think of an analogy that would make sense, but my analogies never make sense. But you could meet friends at a place of work and you quit that job, but you might keep those friendships. I wouldn't. What about a friend dating one of your exes? No. No what? Just no. <laughs> it's not allowed? Just no. Speaking of exes, how many partners do you think is too many? I think it's a personal thing for yourself. Okay, that's kind of a weak answer but sure I would say like do you have to pick a number or is it no let's not say any numbers <laughs> <laughs> let's just have the conversation <laughs> well how do you I, I think what, another question determine... would be how few partners is too few partners because I think that's just as important I don't even know what that means <laughs> <laughs> it means that I wouldn't want to be with somebody that didn't have some experience so that they could appreciate that, you know, they had something to compare it to. Oh, I see. That's right. how I feel about it. So my attitude should always be, you're way better than... Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> than anybody in the past. Which is true, that's why we've been together so long. Not just that, but also, well, I think it's important to have something to compare your current relationship to. And I also think it's very sad to me think of someone that was so tightly wound and so chaste that they didn't get a chance to experience multiple different types and facets of love and relationships. I guess I'm not just talking about sexual partners, I'm talking about interacting and relationship partners too. Because I love the fact that I worked my way from different relationships and sort of evolved as I went to get to the point where I am now and to be the person I am now with the person I am now. And I feel like those are like training wheels relationships. Oh yeah, definitely. To get to you. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah, how sad to me. I mean, sad's not the right word, but how, I don't know. But some people have that opinion of when you know, you know. So well, yeah. sometimes high school sweethearts work and they've never experienced any other relationship and they're totally happy. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they know. Okay, when you know, you know, but not when you're right out of high school, you don't know. Because you're untrained in relationships. So of course you think that that's the most significant relationship you're ever going to have and the most perfect relationship you're ever going to have. And it's not true. It's not true? No, because relationships relationships take learning and they're yeah, kind of a... If you're a high school sweetheart, you're kind of learning it together as you go and then they're growing in that way. But then you have nothing to compare it to. But so there's... you really don't know. That's like someone saying, oh, I have a college degree because I graduated from high school. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Those people aren't saying that. Those people are saying, I found this person that I love and I don't want to risk not being with them to find out if there's something better. Maybe not something better, but something to compare that relationship to. Something but if to... they're so confident in that relationship, they don't need they to compare They have no contrast. They don't know any better. You're very passionate about this topic. Well, because I feel strongly about it. <laughs> 
I don't want to be with someone who has slutted around and had a bunch of one night stands. I want to be with someone who has put in the work to other relationships and other people to learn enough about them and learn enough about themselves that they've done their homework and now they're ready to have <laughs> a solid relationship that's mutually beneficial in every way. Interesting. What are your feelings about that? You don't agree? So you say all this needing contrast and experiencing different relationships before you find the one you're solid in, but this is coming from someone who got married at, what, 20? How old were you when you got married? It doesn't matter. How old were you? Let's just... It doesn't matter. (laughs) 20? Sure. 19. Let's just not talk about... I said no numbers. (laughs) You said no numbers about sex partners. I said no numbers, period. So you got married pretty young. So you must have felt you had experienced enough relationships that... Well, my husband died, so that wasn't an unsuccessful relationship. But I have enough experience and distance at this point to be able to say that I did not know any better. Oh, I see. So if you could go, if you could go back in time with the knowledge you have now, would you have gotten married that young? Absolutely not. And I would not recommend to my children to get married that young. That's interesting. Point taken. Okay, so let's talk about your marriage. All right. How old were you? 22, I think. Okay. Yeah, and that only lasted a year, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I beat you. Yeah. (laughs) There's not much else to say, I guess. Well, your wife didn't die. No. So you can't really say that was a successful relationship. No, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) So? I'm not trying to, though. Well, you you made the argument for high school sweethearts and people who, when they know, they know. Right. So you thought you knew and you didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that happens. (laughs) (laughs) You're red. (laughs) That's the Kahlua. No, it's not. (laughs) That's the shame. Now you're just making it worse by laughing at me. <laughs> but what about the people that do get married young and it is successful? Because they it, don't know Yeah, any but better. also, how do you even define successful? Because somebody could just not want to fail at marriage so they don't get divorced and then they're miserable for their whole life. So, who's... so that takes two people not wanting to fail and just refusing to get divorced. I guess. I guess. Okay, I have a question. Did your faith kind of, did you wrestle with that when you realized that this commitment that you made wasn't working out? Well, yeah, I definitely didn't want to fail at marriage because it's embarrassing. (laughs) 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 And maybe confirm some people's thoughts about getting married young. Yeah. But I don't know, I feel like people throw in the towel early, I think. And when you go through changes or different things in your life, maybe you're just not equipped for it, and so you just run. Yeah. People wimp out. It's easier to run, I guess, than figure it out. Well, that didn't really answer my question. It didn't? No. What was your question again? Did your faith come into play when you realized your relationship wasn't working, and did you wrestle with that at all? As in Catholic faith? Yeah. I didn't get married in the church. That's your way of justifying your divorce? I don't know. Oh my god. (laughs) That's the most Catholic answer I've ever heard, actually. Wow. Interesting. Sorry. I think it's kind of funny that our relationship has been very successful after we've had these really massive failures in the past. 
And I think that... Confirms your philosophy of... Well, not not just confirms my philosophy, but I think that by the time I got to you, I was so jaded <laughs> and so sort of... Like, all of the mystique was gone from relationships and from love in general. And it's like seeing the strings when you go to the puppet show. <laughs> you <get> ruined it. <laughs> right. And so I almost... I didn't take you very seriously because I didn't take love very seriously at that point. And of course, that's when like, right. the serious relationship <laughs> hits you. And of course. Like the real thing happens. It was kind of like, oh, this is what's supposed to happen. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I was so traumatized by bad relationships at that point. I don't know if I appreciated it fully or... You know, I really wish that I hadn't been so damaged by bad relationships because I would have been able to really enjoy falling in love with you. <laughs> you enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy it as much as I could have or wish I would have. Really? Yeah, because I kept waiting for the ball to drop. I was like, oh God, what's going to happen? How is this going to, you know, crash and burn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a good way to look no, at things. No, it's so sad. But at the same time... Also experiencing something that I had never ever experienced before, which was this weird kind of like mystical sort of thing that... Love at first sight kind of thing? Yeah, it's <laughs> embarrassing to say that out loud, but yeah, it was like this elusive feeling that hadn't even touched on me before and suddenly I was dealing with it and didn't quite know how to navigate it. Yeah, it was fun. I'm glad that I can appreciate what we have because I've gone through other things that weren't great. And I'm glad that you appreciate me and what we have for the same reasons. So how many partners is too many partners? I can't really say, but I definitely feel strongly about not settling too early and not experiencing what we have and exploring your options. But what if somebody had that love at first sight kind of feeling as maybe their second or third relationship? Okay, I have a response for that. Because we were in our late 20s when we met, and I feel like I was just starting to settle into who I really was at the core of my being. And previously, like prior to that, I could have had love at first sight, but they wouldn't have been in love with who I was at the core because I wasn't that person yet. I was still evolving and I was fluctuating massively up right. until that point and even slightly after that point. So I was like settling into myself still. It's kind of like when you hear those self-help books say things like you can't love anybody till you love yourself Does yeah that kind of go in, I didn't even, hand in hand with that i would say you can't know anyone until you know yourself and i didn't know myself until i was probably 30 <laughs> so a couple years after we started yeah definitely i felt like water that had been sloshed around and was just starting to like calm down and settle and if i had fallen in love and had a love at first sight experience during that sloshing around, it would have been false. I see what you mean. I feel like I knew who I was earlier well, in life than lucky. that. Yeah. I probably would have if I hadn't gone through a lot of traumatic things. Yeah, that's true. I think that delayed my own sort of becoming who I was supposed to be. It kind of makes me feel people just shouldn't date for a long time. Like if you're going through college and all of that experience. Or keep it light. <laughs> Let's say like light dating, not heavy dating. 
I don't know if you can do that. I think you can. I, no, because I... then you might be withholding something you really want to do. You might find some dude and he's awesome and you want to hang out every day and because you made some rule for yourself, it's like, I can only see him once every two weeks. That's not what I mean by it. I mean, maybe not taking the relationship super seriously. You think you have control over that? Kind of. No, attraction <laughs> can be pretty strong. Also, I want to make it clear that I'm not advocating for sluttiness. <laughs> <laughs> you love to advocate for sluttiness. <laughs> no, but I also think keep it light and, you That's know. That's impossible. You can't. <laughs> explore a lot of different people. How do you say that and not promote <laughs> sluttiness? Because I'm not saying like have sex with every single person that you are attracted to or that you have some sort of interest in, but maybe get to know them. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the getting to know. Yeah, so you don't have a steadfast how many partners is too many partners answer? You'll laugh when I say I think that I'm a romantic about it, but I think that high school sweethearts are a real thing and I think that they're fine. And I think it's awesome when that works. I don't think they need to experience other people. Some do, maybe. I don't think that's romantic. I think it's delusional. <laughs> I think love and delusion kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, there's a very blurred line there. Yeah. Definitely. But, but do you... Okay. Well, if that's like your if, stance, if we then I don't know what to say to you. But what if we would have met when we were 16 or 17? Then I'd have to invoke the growing together in the same direction philosophy. I, I would hope that that's what would happen. And I would hope that for high school sweethearts who do commit to each other, that's what they end up doing, growing together in the same direction. But I think the likelihood of that is pretty slim. And also... It's a fairy tale. Not only that, but they're missing out on experiences and being able to have intimacy with other people and learn about themselves in that process. I'm not just talking about sexual intimacy. I'm talking <laughs> about like getting to know someone on an intimate level. That's important. And I've learned something from every relationship, good and bad. And that's what I'm able to bring to the table at this point. And likewise, I think that you've learned things from every relationship, good and bad, and even the way that we argue sometimes, I feel like you're pulling reserves from experiences that you've had, and maybe now you are more careful or more self-aware. That's just from knowing how you react to things, oh, not whatever. from past relationships. You just want me to be wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> We're on the same page about one night stands and sluttiness. Okay, yeah, we're against that. Yeah, that's icky, and you don't really get anything out of that, so that's just gross. They get something out of it. Stop. Like an STD. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's messed up. Hey, you want to play the game? Sometimes repercussions. We don't know about those repercussions, personally. No, we don't. But we have friends who do. Yeah, I've heard about them. So we're on the same page about one night stands and sluttiness. We're not on the same page about high school sweethearts. Is that it? Well, if you go back to how many partners is enough partners, it's just a personal thing because if it's a love at first sight kind of thing, which sounds cheesy, but a lot of people claim they've had it, including us. <laughs> I don't go around advertising that. No. I'm embarrassed to say that. Well, like, I, know. I purposely avoid talking about that because I don't want to mention it. It's just an eye roll kind of thing. <laughs> I wouldn't want to hear someone say it. Yeah. And I didn't believe that at all until I experienced something that I guess you could call that. So would you say you were incapable of experiencing that had you not kind of discovered who you were? I was in the process of discovering who I was. And what happened when I met you was something that I had never experienced before or since. Yeah, better not be since. 
And I, I was made very uncomfortable by it because I didn't recognize it and I didn't, because I didn't recognize it, I couldn't appreciate it for what it was at the time. And it was a little scary. Were you ready for it? Hell no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone's looking for though? Well, yeah. And I'm glad that I have that, but I was not ready for it and didn't know how to deal with it. Were you ready for that? Yes. No, you weren't. Totally. You're such a liar. <laughs> Couldn't wait for it. You're such a liar. <laughs> you don't think that messed you up a little bit? Well. It was inconvenient. Inconvenient? Yeah. For somebody. That's a nice way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just think it would be unfair for somebody to experience that or find the person they think is the one and then not follow through with that because they've only had one previous serious relationship and I feel like you're saying they have to have a couple serious ones okay but no what I'm also saying is that I think that we met when we were supposed to meet and I think that we experienced something together that we were supposed to experience at that point point. and I don't want to get too woo woo and crystal boiling <laughs> but I feel like the Saturn return should be mentioned oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's talk about the Saturn return okay explain it you explain it. Basically, Saturn's in orbit, and it's in the same spot when you're 27 years old as it was when you were born. Yeah. It and cycles. It cycles. And for some reason, that has a big effect on people's lives, whether they are aware of it or not. Yes. And basically, if you're not on the path you're supposed to be on when you hit 27-ish in age, something happens to guide you towards that path. Yeah. Or you self-destruct. So if you're into this kind of stuff... It's no coincidence that people like Jimi Hendrix, Amy Winehouse, Janis Joplin, Kurt Cobain was the singer of Sublime 27. You guys can do your research on this, but it's kind of a rough between 27 to 29-ish, yeah. maybe 28. So all these people were maybe not on the path they were supposed to, or they were on their path and couldn't handle it. Yeah. So if you're... Anyway. I think we most were... people know about the Saturn Return. Okay, that's good. So for me, I had been working kind of dead-end jobs that were going nowhere and I felt miserable every day and I opened my art gallery when I was 26 or 27. That's and a huge change. Yeah, it was a huge change and that was definitely something happened that put me on that path and it sounds cheesy but the stars aligned. Right. And there was a place for rent that was affordable and everything just happened and that worked out. And yeah. then we met a year after that maybe yeah. during your during Saturn, Saturn return. return. Yeah. What else was happening? It... I moved 3,000 miles from that, home that's a big that's a big thing that's a huge thing I was like a total fish out of water and contemplating going back because I couldn't handle the cold <laughs> <laughs> coral could not handle the cold in California yeah living and... on the beach in Cayucas <laughs> <laughs> it was so cold and I was sort of flailing a little bit and then you happened <laughs> then we met yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. Anything else happen? Well, I guess the move is big enough thing to happen. The move was huge, and I don't know, I just felt like I was in flux. Yeah, which kind of is the very definition of Saturn return. Right. It was weird. So think about what happened when you were 27. Ish. Listeners. Yeah. So that's the Saturn return aspect. Yeah. So the moral of this this conversation is don't be a slut. <laughs> that's the moral. <laughs> don't don't have one night stands. Don't But have several partners, according to Coral. <gasps> Relationships. Oh sorry, okay. <sighs> and don't throw in the towel too early. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, don't. But also don't throw it in too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That there's, could be disastrous. Yeah, there's a window. Yeah, there's people that should not still be together. Yeah. And stay together for the wrong reasons. Right. Sometimes it's okay to be a quitter. Also, it's not really immoral. From what you've personally learned from life, this is your advice. Yeah, we're going to leave you with this. Don't be a slut. Don't have one night stands. Don't throw in the towel too early. Don't throw in the towel too late. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out for the Saturn return. And be open to it. And be open to it. And don't be caught off guard if you have love at first sight. Perfect. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Live, Work, Love. If so, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. If you have a question or suggestion for future episodes, leave a comment on our Instagram page, at Viva Paso. You can support this podcast by visiting our store, Viva Paso in Paso Robles, California, or our online store at vivapaso.com. Thank you. Thank you.